Cadester. Yeah. Well, that's a little different, right? Uh, usually it's just uh, Carden. He says Blair. And now we got Cadester. It is different, but I'm excited to be here. Well, welcome, buddy. Uh, episode 44. 44. Yeah. Glad to have you aboard. Me too. Me too. It's a little different without Carden here, but this will be fun. Yeah, it's all right. We'll have a we'll have a good time. He's out. He's out busy doing stuff. You know, he's got a lot. He's got a lot going on. Old Carden. He's a busy guy. That's right. Well, um, okay. Glad to have you aboard. So, um, so, okay. Uh, little banter beforehand. Have you uh, read anything interesting lately in the news, or have you seen anything going on? I have. I was reading this article earlier today, actually, about this guy in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil that had his house raided by police for something, and they found over $3 million worth of Nazi stuff from World War II, uniforms, guns, ammo, flags. Really? Uh, portraits of Adolf Hitler and that kind of thing, yeah. Wow, wow. They, they raided his house? Why, why did they raid his house? I think I read he was suspected of child abuse or something like that, and so they- oh, yeah, go figure. Interesting. Raided his house, and yeah. Bunch and they found all sorts of, well, you know, that's, that's interesting because um, right at the very end of World War II, a lot of the, the Nazi kind of upper echelon um, escaped to South America. So I wonder if this is stuff actually left over from uh, a lot of those uh, officers and, and soldiers and stuff that got, got away. Yeah, I would say there's a pretty high possibility. Yeah, like you said, I know a lot of those guys got the hell out of there after that all went down yeah yeah there's been books about it and actually movies um yeah the and the israelis went over and i think it was uh oh i'm gonna slaughter this i know um joseph mengele i think i think they got him um i don't know there's there's i know there's there's actually quite a few stories about um the uh, jewish people that went over after the war um to try to capture some of those um Nazis that has escaped to South America. So that's yeah, that's interesting. You you and I are kind of World War II guys. I mean, we we you know I've I've had a, a an interest in World War II since I was a kid. Um, because mainly it started because a lot of the the World War II veterans, you know, when I was little, they weren't that old. You know, they were fifties, sixties. So you know, they were still around and. Um, you know, you'd hear stories, and I, I just kind of was interested in the era. You know, I used to build models when I was a kid, and then I started collecting World War II books, um, you know, when I was a kid. And then when I had kids myself, um, you and I collected models, and we'd build tanks and airplanes and stuff. So, um, I mean, you have a pretty good interest in that too, don't you? Oh, yeah, I do. I, I enjoy World War II. I actually enjoy U.S. history in general. I like the Civil War, too. Uh, oh, but yeah. Definitely, definitely World War II as well. But, yeah, I remember growing up and you always had books laying around and stuff. And we'd go into Barnes & Noble and stuff. I knew if I'd lost you. All I had to do was wander <laughs> over to the history section and you'd be in there. Yeah, I, I, I did. It was kind of a kind of a rabbit hole. You know, you know the thing that amazed me, and in the Civil War, I, I'm sure that the same could be said for, but... In, in regards to World War II, um, you know, there's thousands of books that have been written on the subject. Oh, yeah. And you could probably write thousands and thousands more because Absolutely. it was such a massive conflict. And, you know, it's just, it's just amazing. And, and you think, you, you read a couple books on the subject and you go, the scope of that war was just unbelievable, you know. 
Oh yeah, and then there, you know, there's the war itself, and then you have the Holocaust, which is a whole another thing altogether. Right. But right, and you could go on, you could write many, many things about that. Oh yeah, well, and they and and they're still, you know, I think in a in a in a large part, we're still learning about a lot of that stuff too, you know. So, um, and sadly, I guess the the thing that is happening now is there's fewer and fewer eyewitnesses to that whole era. Yeah. Right. Um, I think now the youngest of the veterans are, you know, early nineties. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah. And it's, you know, it's just an end of an era and it's kind of sad. You know, when I worked at the hospital, um, I used to interact with a lot of those, uh, World War II veterans, uh, both men and women. I actually met some women that served in, and, uh, were in assembly plants and things like that. Uh, met a woman who was a uh, pilot. She was a shuttle oh, pilot. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. She flew planes, um, around to different bases and stuff in the, in the U S. So, um, but yeah, I met some, some really fascinating people. Yeah. Um, I can actually remember going with you to meet somebody in Lewistown. He's an older guy that lived. Oh yeah. That's right. I want to say he was a pilot or a bomber on a B 52. No, not, <laughs> not, not a B 52. That's 17. Not 52. Yeah. B 17. Actually, you're right. Yeah, it was. He was actually, he was a mechanic for a B-17 in England. Um, and the reason that it started out like a lot of those, uh, I, I worked with him at the hospital and he and I got to talking about World War II. And he said, um, he told me where he was stationed and he was with the 8th Air Force. And I said, you know, I've got a book on the 8th Air Force. And he goes, he asked me about the book and I said, yeah, it was that book. He says, I'm in that book. And so the day you and I went over to see him, I took my book and he found the picture of himself and signed it. And I still have it. Nice. Well, then there's old uh, Bud Olson from Shona. We've talked to him a time or two. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. a cool guy. Amazing guy. And he's he just turned 100 years old. That's insane. It is. And what's crazier is the fact he made it to 100 because his stories, he was in the 82nd Airborne. Um, in World War II, and he was there at Normandy, and he was actually in a glider. Um, and I've actually heard the story from him personally. Um, he was, out of 36 people on his glider, he was the only one that survived when it wrecked. And, oh, wow, that's crazy. And he was hurt, yeah, he was hurt pretty bad, but he went to an aid station and got patched up and went right back out. So, um, and he was, yeah, from D-Day on, he was there until the end of the war, and then he actually stayed over there for a little bit, so... But yeah, so you know, again, end of an era, and I've I was I'm really glad that I took the time to meet and listen to a lot of those guys because to hear it from you know you being a Civil War guy, it'd be like being able to go back and listen to the veterans of the Civil War talk about it real time, you know, and and their experiences yeah, and what be, they saw. That'd be amazing. Yeah. You know, one it's, thing that astounds me is when you hear about the fact that there's actually people out there, real people that don't believe the Holocaust actually happened. Like how, oh, yeah. know how a person can rationally think that. Well, like, I, you know, I, me. yeah, I know. And here, here's honestly how I think about it. I, I think they know that it happened. I think they just, they want to be a denier. They want to, you know, upset people. Basically. I think they want to cause um, hurt and they want right. to cause anger. I, I do. I, I think, um, and, and if they don't really believe it, then they're just ignorant. I mean, there's just, there's really nothing else to say. So, right. 
Um, so, well, all right. So listen, as much as I would love to sit around here and talk about uh, history and World War II, um, we actually have kind of a fun topic, you and I, don't we? Yes, we do. So episode 44 is all about fatherhood. Fatherhood. <laughs> so we mentioned in our last podcast that you are an expecting father, you and your wife, Jamie. I am, yeah. Uh, do it the end of February. Actually, on Monday, we find out the gender. Um, very excited. Um, so, yeah. So I so is your mom in, and I. Yeah, I am in Camp Girl. She is in Camp Boy very firmly. <laughs> she, we just talked about today, she's very, very adamant that it's going to be a boy. Okay, so, so when you guys split up in your camps, is that to say you hope it's going to be a girl and she hopes it a boy? Or... Is it just you feel it's going to be a girl and she feels it's going to be a boy? Uh, well, for me, I just feel like it's going to, going to be a girl. I, uh, I don't have a preference either way, you know, um, but she, she, she definitely wants a boy. She said that she, she hopes it's a boy. She said that before, and I, I've always been really? kind of like I'll, you know, either one. I don't really have too much of a preference either way. Yeah. Um, so, so with Jamie, is it just, she, she kind of likes the idea of the oldest being a boy, kind of the older brother kind of a thing? Yeah, I think so. Um, and I think the fact that she, uh, and her sibling were both girls and she just knows how it is growing up with two girls and having oh. only girls. <laughs> and yeah, well, yeah. okay, I can see that. Well, that's awesome. So, okay, so there, there's a there's a lot to talk about. But um, first of all, I just I'm going to grill you a little bit. And and you and I have talked about this since we found out. I mean, you told us a, a couple of months ago. Um, and of course, we're we're super excited for you guys. Um, so tell me, what is going through your mind? Going through my mind. Well, I go I go through a lot of emotions. Honestly, some days. Well, every day I'm excited. I can't wait. But some days I'm more nervous than others, you know, because I'm like, some days I'll think about it and be like, I'm going to be a dad. Like, that's huge. <laughs> like, I, I'm sitting yeah. here playing Madden on the Xbox right now. And in a short while, I'm going to have a crying kid, you know, like, whew. it's a big step. But no, I'm I'm very excited and I'm very much looking forward to it. Well, yeah. Um, and, and I think, I think, you know, uh, from myself speaking, nervousness is totally normal. And I, I would be a little concerned if you weren't nervous, frankly, because there's just so much that you don't know your first time. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know that I think for most people in situations that they're going into something they're not familiar with. Um, yeah, it is. That's totally normal. So, so, um, have you, have you guys like started to read about it? Do, are you trying to educate yourself about it? I mean, you have, you know, your sister has three little kids, you know, I have, I have three little grandkids. Yes. So, and you've spent a lot of time with them. Um, so do you, do you feel like you have a pretty good handle on it or have you guys been reading about it and kind of prepping yourself or how, how are you approaching that? Oh, we've definitely been prepping. We, uh, we got a nice thick book from our OBGYN the first time we saw her, I think it was. And so we've been paging through that and it's a month by month. And, uh, we've been, of course, reading a lot of web articles and things like that. And then 
yeah, being around the the peanuts as I call them, uh, that is that's helped a lot. Um, yeah, <laughs> and it's been nice because I've got to be around a kid pretty much in every stage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just because that's of true. the way Tylee decided to to do that. But yeah, um, <laughs> yeah no, it's it's been good. Um, and I've also watching Tylee and Jace interact with them. You know, I picked up things that you know, that I might try to get work into my parenting style. And then there's like all parents things that I see that I'm like, eh, I don't know if I do it that way. Yeah. And so well, that's been good to see. Yeah. And, and, you know, and that's, I, I think one of the things that you will find, um, as, as did I is a lot of it's on the fly. You know, you, you, you'll have these kind of pre preconceived ideas on how to do things and what's right, what's wrong. But I think, as it evolves real time, you realize, you know, maybe it's not how you thought it would be, you know? And I, and I, I, I think the, the first, you know, little bit of, you know, anecdotal advice I would give you is be flexible, you know, and, and it's good to have a plan, but also if you recognize that you, you know, plans change and, and situations change, you know? Um, Absolutely. But, but I think, I think it's, it's good to give thought about, you know, just, everything, you know, what kind of parent will you be? How will you discipline? And, and how are you going to make time for your kids? And, you know, what, what, you know, are you going to be a very interactive dad? You know, some dads are kind of aloof a little bit and, you know, some, some are very involved and, and I think that that's all good to think about. No, I agree. Yeah. And being that, you know, I'm the uncle. I can sit on their couch or wherever all I want and watch it entirely <laughs> discipline whichever one it is and be like, hey, I don't know if I do that. But until it's <laughs> my own kid, you know, I might do it the exact same way with my little guy. I'm like, okay, I can see why she did that now. Whereas <laughs> now I'm like, okay, it seems a little Well, intense. yeah, but, you know, one thing I can say is that, you know, when when you're a bystander to a situation – and, and you see something go down, you know, all you see is what's happening in that little snippet of time. You didn't see what happened prior. And, you know, right. usually when a parent starts having a meltdown, that wasn't a spontaneous thing, you know, that was right. building. And finally, you know, when, when you get a witness, somebody snapping, you know, uh, well, you know, I mean, within reason, um, there was probably some lead up to that, you know, and it, it's, you know, you don't, you don't want to be judgmental with people. Um, I, I, and, and again, we're not talking abuse, right? No, we're not talking not abusive all. situations. We're talking about parenting, you know, just right. the, cause it is frustrating, you know, I mean, <laughs> as again, as drawing on your experience as an uncle, you've been in many situations with your niece and nephews, um, it gets stressful, you know, they're crying yeah. and they're upset and they're cranky and, uh, and, and so that, that happens, but it's all part of it, you know? Yeah. And let's be honest between Tylee and mom, as you know, I've gotten to see plenty of those situations cause they seem to happen somewhat frequently when <laughs> we're all together. So, uh, well, yeah, well, there's an old, there's an old saying about doing stuff and, and, you know, kids are no different, but you know, you know, you have expectations of how kids should act, but right. there's the saying was, you know, maybe kids didn't read the book, you know, oh. maybe they don't know how they're supposed to act. They're just going to do what comes naturally. And it is. And, and I'll be honest, Kate, you, you talk about being afraid. Um, that is one of the biggest things that, that really scared me um, when you were born um, was, 
am I going to be a good dad? And am I going to raise a son that is going to contribute to society? You know, um, you know, I, I, you do, you know, I, I still believe that you as a parent can, can try to do everything right, but your child has free will. You know, your child has the ability to make decisions for themselves. And right. a lot of times it's, those aren't great decisions. And, no. and, and I know that sometimes you can do everything you can do that's humanly possible and kids choose their own path, right? And sometimes it's not a great path. Um, and that scared me as a dad because I, I just, I, I didn't want to, um, I didn't want to fail my children, you know, and I, I can't even say how I would have failed them other than not teaching them to be good people, you know, and productive in society and, and empathetic and sympathetic, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, but it did, it scared me because I, I was really conscious of what kind of little person am I bringing into the world and raising, you know? Right. Yeah. As you said, all parents want the best for their kids and want to do whatever they can to make, make them productive and good members of society. But you and I talked about this the other day. Sometimes kids are just the way they are and there's yeah no rhyme or reason for it. Like you think of all these parents that had kids that turned out to be serial killers and stuff. Sometimes well, it's, yeah. I mean, well, yeah, sometimes I, that's just the way they are. And, <laughs> I mean, I'm obviously that might that might be a little, I was no. thinking more like, you know, just weren't, didn't have great work ethic. I wasn't thinking of serial killers, but no, but, I know. But, but I mean, yeah. that's, think about the parents of those, of those people, what they must be thinking, you know, I'm sure well, I don't. I don't know think. much about serial killers, but I. I would imagine in in such extreme cases there was, yeah, there was probably not an I, I, idyllic childhood. Um, but may, you know, maybe not. But 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 again, that's a very that's a very extreme example. I know that's so extreme. I, I was just trying to say sometimes <laughs> kids are just the way that they are. And well, yeah, f- yeah, free done free or haven't done that makes them that way. Yeah, free will is a is a very powerful thing, and, and you know, Kate. Honestly, um, I always tried to account for free will, um, and I'll explain what I mean by that. Is you you want kids and your children to abide by your rules, right? And when they're really small, you just want them to do what you tell them to do, right? And most times it's right. out of their own safety. It's out of you know better than they do, right? Because they just don't have life experience. And then it kind of morphs into as you get older, um, they start to get experience. And, and you just want them to, um, you know, you, you, you want them to kind of just, ah, what's, kind of just follow the, the right path, as you, as you kind of see fit, you know, and, 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 and that is, that could vary from one parent to another, you know? Um, right. but, but it's scary because you don't know, you know, where along that path that, you know, something will change, something will happen and it, it alters that path, you know? And again, as a parent, um, you, 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 you want to try to make the, the best decisions you can, but sometimes there, there's things beyond your control. And, and that's something, right. you know, that free will, as I was saying, is something I kind of accounted for knowing eventually you're going to make your own decisions. You know, I, I cannot, I cannot control what you're going to do and you're going to be in situations where I'm not around and you're going to have to, you know, you're going to have to make decisions and exercise your free will. Um, and so it was my hope that through raising you gave you the tools to deal with those situations constructively. 
Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And that brings up one of my questions I had for you. So Jamie and I have been talking, and she's been reading about this parenting style called gentle parenting. Have you heard about that? No, no. So gentle parenting, uh, and I read about it again to refresh myself before we got on here, but gentle parenting is an approach that's centered around more empathy and patience. Mm-hmm. And so it's more of trying to understand why the behaviors are happening rather than just going right to punishment. Right. And I, I know we've talked and she really likes it. And I, I guess I can see the, the merit to it. Um, but like I told her, I'm like, I, there were, I mean, I, in my mind, there are situations where I'm probably just going to jump right to, you know, Hey, don't do that. Go take a time out or something. Whereas mm-hmm. she's thinking, you know, like, okay, why did you spill the milk? You know, why did you feel like you needed to do that and stuff rather than just clean it up, go to timeout? And I was just curious what, what you thought about that. Well, um, well, you know, you, you, <laughs> you, you grew up in, in our household. Um, you know, you saw it. I, I'm not a heavy disciplinarian. Um, no. my rule with you kids, um, number, number one, um, corporal punishment was rare and it was in extreme cases. And, um, you, you know, I, I don't know if you can remember getting a spanking per se when you were little, because it just did not happen hardly ever. The only time I remember spanking was when I really wanted to drive a point home, such as don't run in the street. Right. Right. Um, and, and spanking was never the first you know, reaction. It, it was always, yep. you know, and, and when you guys were little and I'm talking, you know, four five, six years old, when you could start to understand instructions and things like that, you know, you were never punished the first time you did something wrong. Right. Yep. It was, if you do that again, this is the consequence. So it kind of puts it back in your camp to say, right. do I want that consequence or do I not want that consequence? And oh, yeah. I, I personally feel um, and you know, I'm no, I'm, I'm no expert, you know, but I felt that that was a fair way of doing it. So much of the things that I do in life, um, especially like in business and things like that, I, I really feel the word fair and being fair is a big part of it. Okay. So how do you be fair as a parent? Well, I think you have to try to see both sides of it. Um, and if you're going to dig your heels in, you, you need to be aware, you, you need to let the child know consequences, right? For right. their actions. Yeah. Um, as far as the gentle parenting, I don't have a problem with that because I, I think I would rather be, um, I, I see young parents a lot of times being very short tempered, right? Frustrated quickly, th- things like that. And I, again, I'm not saying abusive. I'm saying they just get frustrated because little right. kids don't react how you want them to react all the time. So I, I think the gentle approach uh, is, is probably emphasizing patience, right? Right. Um, and yeah. I don't, th- th- I don't think that's a bad thing. Here's 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 the thing, and then and then you can give me your your gist. But when I see parents that are kind of the gentle parenting, which is go- which is cool, but when they don't actually discipline at all, that to me is a problem, right? 
right. they're kind of like, oh, yeah, you know, Johnny's being a brat, but we're just going to let him sort that out. Well, you know what? Maybe Johnny shouldn't be allowed to kind of sort that out. Maybe right. you should kind of direct him what's appropriate behavior. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, now, how you do that and whatever punishment—that's completely up to you. I'm not going to say what you need to do, but, but I, I think sometimes when people adopt this, you know, just let your kid be the kid. You, you know, they still need guidance, and and that is one thing as right. a parent I always felt very strongly about is structure. You know, right. I yeah. think it benefits me as a parent, and I think it benefits you as a child. You know. Yeah. No. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and like going back to spanking jamie and i talked about that too and i um, and agree with you only extreme cases you know like uh i brought the example like if they were to ever wander off and get lost in a store i would want to you know drive that home like you don't wander off and like you said you're on the street <laughs> stuff like that stuff that you really want to yeah uh, yeah make sure well, they understand the severity of it you know yeah um i <laughs> I know mom always had that, that wooden spoon. She never used it, but she'd always rattle it around in the drawer. Just yeah, to get you, us to, you thought it was an option, right? Yes. Yeah. She always made it in our mind that it was an option, but it never got used. And yeah. so, but, um, but yeah, I think, and like you were saying, parents that don't do anything, like I don't know how many times I've been in a store and seeing a kid have a temper tantrum over a candy bar and the parents just give it to him. And it's like you're setting a really bad precedent because they're going to now know that if they throw a tantrum, they're going to get the candy bar. Yeah. And I, well, you know, you know, talking yeah. to Jamie Seven Stars, yeah. and we see that. We're like, I can remember growing up, if I was to do that, we'd get yanked out of the store. And I'm like, well, I guess you're not going to the store anymore. You can sit in the van. Yeah. You know? Well, and, and let me give you a little dose of reality. You were a pretty mild-mannered little guy, right? Um, yeah. you, you were not a tantrum thrower. Um, no. Your sister, on the other hand, she could cut loose a little bit. So le let me tell you, there were instances when you're, when you're in the checkout line and your kid's going ballistic, you can't reason with them and they want the candy. And, you know, er, early on when your mom and I were kind of deciding our parenting style, um, there, was, there was the saying, never negotiate with terrorists. Right. And I used that a lot. And I thought the same thing you said, you don't negotiate with a little terrorist, no matter how cute no. they are. And th the point being that once you give in and let them feel like they're in control, especially as a small child where they don't really know how to handle that control, um, that might not be such a good thing. Right. Right. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, and, and obviously there are, there are, hundreds if not thousands of books written on the subject of parenting and what you and I are talking about is just kind of more of an intuitive right mm -hmm. what what comes to you I've never personally read a book on parenting um, I haven't either I, I I I guess you know um and I don't know I guess you know you can give me your feedback but but when I was parenting probably two of the biggest things I drew from were my experience growing up in my household right? Mm -hmm. What did I like about it? What did I not like about it? And the other part was, um, how, how would I want to be treated? You know, I mean, what, you know, what, which I guess is kind of related to that. Um, but, but really as a, as a child, what kind of dad would I want, you know, and, right. and can I be that person? I don't know. Have you thought about that? I mean, yeah, a, a little bit, you know, I've thought about how I want to be as a dad, you know, and, I want to, I want to be soft and, you know, 
gentle for the most part, but I also know that sometimes firmness is needed. But I guess above all, I want I want my kid to be able to trust me, you know, to know that they can come to me if they ever uh, need anything. Yes, yes. Because I know sometimes that is a struggle with parents that kids don't always feel like they can go to them for stuff. Um, I know that was one thing growing up that you and mom always pushed was honesty. And I remember I got in trouble more for lying than anything else. Yeah. You always said your punishment's going to be less if you just tell the truth rather than if you try to lie to me. And yeah. in my young brain, I always thought oh, I can get, I can get a quick one by him, but i never did. It never worked. <laughs> you weren't a very good liar, Kate. No, I wasn't. No. That's why I don't no. play poker. <laughs> now your sister, she she uh, she was a little she was a little tougher to detect. Yes, she uh, she didn't melt in the in the face of Inquisition. She would she would you know she would put on a a brave front. Um, well, you know, let me tell you what you just said. I think personally um, is is probably um, one of the best things that as a foundation for being a father is the trust. Um, I, and I'm so glad to hear you say that because I just, I feel Cade that that trust is something that you want to form when you're, you know, when your child is a baby, right? They rely on you and they trust you and never, never, you know, uh, never, uh, violate that trust. You know what I mean? Yes. Because that is something, that foundation of trust is something that will last you your entire life together, you know. Um, so I'm, I'm just really glad to hear that you've made that observation because I feel that is, that is a huge part of being a, a productive parent. Well, you can pat yourself on the back because I got that from you. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. But I, yeah, I don't know. Um, you know, there, there are certainly some things that, like I said, that you... Um, you have it in your head how you want things to go, but when the reality comes, it's different. You know, it's different. And going back to the example of the screaming kid in the in the store, and you know, I remember instances where that happened, and you you your face gets flush, and you know you're just red as a yeah. you know tomato, and you want to react. You you want to you know you want to do something to make them stop and. And they know they've they've got that power. They know that hey, I'm in the public. Uh, this is my right. time to shine, you know. Um, but but those are those are the few and far between things, you know. That 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 doesn't define parenting. That's just one of those kind of humorous episodes that after it mm -hmm. happens, you can look back on it and say, you know, I remember one time when you were little, um, and Walmart's. You know, we 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 went to a Walmart, and this is when Walmart, the big WalMarts, were new, and. Uh, you thought it was funny to hide in the clothes racks and, you know, the oh, circle yeah. racks, the big circle of clothing. Yep. Well, you would sit in the middle and you can't see. Well, right. you did that a couple of times and we're like, okay, Cade, stay with us, right? And you were probably, I don't know, four or five, I guess. And so your sister was a baby and it was your mom and I and you. And my job was just basically I pushed the cart and I had I had uh, Tyler, your sister, in the cart and then you were supposed to be along with me. Well, I turn around and you're gone. Your mom goes into a panic and goes up to the front, alerts the security people. They lock down the front door and then we had to go find you. And I knew you weren't kidnapped. I knew you were hiding. And we, we looked and we looked and we yelled your name and, we, and I heard you giggle, right? And I went over in this clothing rack and I pulled it apart and there you were and you thought you were so funny, 
you thought you were so funny and your mom was beside herself you know i didn't think you get you got kidnapped i knew you're hiding but she started getting really worried you know and she was angry you know she was mad yeah. and it was because she was, she was scared but but it then it when then we, we knew you were safe it turned to anger you know and she was just very very angry you know she didn't hit you or anything but i mean she was angry but that that emotion you know yeah. all of a sudden there's this thought somebody took my child, you know, or somebody did something with my child. And it, you know, that would be extremely scary, you know? Right. Oh yeah. I can't imagine. <laughs> well, and the there, there was I, you I, just grinning, just grinning. I, and then the fact that mom is telling me about that too. And she's like, and you would, you would not say anything. We could walk right by and you, you would not say a word. No, it was hide and go seek for you. Even when we had Walmart employees looking for you, you just still <laughs> sat there quiet <laughs> Yeah, but you know what? You like I said, you were a good little dude. You didn't. You really didn't. Um, you know, you towed the line, and you were you're a happy go lucky little guy. And and there was yeah. there was very few incidents like that and stuff. So yeah. that's like I can remember talking with Tylee and Sayer one time, and this was a couple of years ago, I think. I think Sayer was in the midst of high school, and Tylee was obviously out of college by then, or I don't know. But we were talking. And somehow it got brought up about discipline and stuff. And Tyler's like, "Well, I don't know what you're talking about, Kate. You got you got away with everything. Mom and Dad never punched you for anything, and I, they always came down hard on me." And I go, "Yeah, you know why that I got to pretty much stay out as late as I wanted and pretty much go and do whatever I wanted." And she's like, "Why?" I said, "Because they trusted me." Yes, that is exactly. They knew I was going to go out and do a bunch of stuff I was supposed to do, unlike yep. you. <laughs> where they can't trust you to go in town for 10 minutes. I said, well, it, so, yeah, I yeah your sister's 10 minutes always turned into about 90 minutes. So, yeah. well, yeah, no, it's true. And, and I think, you know, I mean, this is getting years down the road, but, you know, um, I personally respond a lot to how you respond. Um, in other words, as you guys got older, all the kids, um, I would extend responsibility. And if it went well, then I would extend more responsibility. Right. Um, but with her, with that responsibility came freedoms, right? Stay out a little later, you know, when you started to drive. Um, and you're right, you rarely had a curfew because we didn't have to give you a curfew, right? No. Um, you, you know, you just kind of followed the rules and yeah. that, and that was awesome. Um, and, and, you know, and that's something too, you grew up in a household with three kids and you all three were very different kids, you know? Yeah. And I'd like to say everybody was raised the same, but, but you're not because you're different people, which requires, you know, kind of different approaches, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, right. so your, your, your sister, who is the proverbial middle child, her experience is, is different because she was different. Right. Um, right. Yeah. And Sarah was kind of the same way as me. He never, I mean, I guess I wasn't in the house, but he never really had a curfew either from when I would come home and visit. You know, he was out all hours of the night too. And I remember mom's only role that she ever had for me was I had to come into your guys' room when I got home and let you guys know I was home. Yeah, yeah. And I can I remember one night I got home late and was tired and didn't do that. The next morning she came downstairs and woke me up all mad. You didn't tell me you got home. Yeah. Tired. Well, it's scary. It's scary. It. You know my it, rule. <laughs> <laughs> well, and your mom couldn't sleep until you guys were home, literally. Right. That's what so, she said. But, but even Sayer, I mean, he, he, he really, um, when he was in high school, 
he wasn't out till all hours. He he'd come no. home, you know, he had curfew usually cuz he was in sports and stuff, but right. you know, and then when he it was kind of funny because when he came home when he was in college, I'd tell people, you know, I've got a 19 or a 20-year-old man live with me that doesn't pay rent. You know, because at that point it's it's hard to see him as little cubby, right? That that we grew up with. Here's this hairy guy that likes to sleep in and sometimes cops an attitude. Yeah, he's got a he's got more of a mustache than I ever did. And you know, (laughs) at that point you're like, okay, this is a man in our house and you know, and, but the rules are still kind of the same. It's like, hey, we're really glad to have you, but please follow the rules. Don't make this torture for for all of us. You know, right. um, but 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 that's a big. You know, and, and this is late. I want to go back to talking about the the newness of it. But at that stage, Cade, you know, they're the the little baby birds are ready to to leave the nest. I mean, that that's just how nature oh, is. Yeah. Uh, they're yeah. they're re- they're ready to go. Ready. And I think for the parents it's like, yeah, you're ready. So um yeah. oh, okay, so I, mean, I want to go back you because got me, you got me the luggage for Christmas when you <laughs> Did you get the hint, Cade? I got that hint. Yeah. Well, you know what? Well, the thing is, uh as you saw and you moved back to our house. You you came mm-hmm. in, you know, in summers of college and stuff, which was cool. We we knew it was short-lived. Um so so let's talk about the fun stuff. Um names. Have you guys got your names figured out? We have. Uh so for a boy, uh Riley, and then for a girl, Jovi. Jovi. Okay. Jovi. Yep. J O V I as in Bon Jovi. Exactly. Yep. Okay. And Not, the girl yeah. took us a lot longer to figure out than the boy. The boy, we kind of settled on Riley fairly quick. We both like that name. But the girl, we went back and forth on the girl's name for quite a while. And actually, uh, Grandma, Nana, gave us Jovi, and she mentioned it. And at first, Jimmy and I, we didn't like it. We were like, what? No. And then for some reason, at least for me, I just kept saying it in my head. And it grew on me. Yeah. So I was like, yeah. Okay, you know what? Actually, I do like it. So, it yeah. yeah, I like it too. I, I think it's cool. Too. Um, now, you guys, when we chose your names, we, we we were we wanted to be original, but we didn't want to be weird, right? Right. And and that's tough. That's tough, especially when you're picking a name that not everybody is has used. Um, but we wanted something that was easy to spell, easy to pronounce, um, and just something different. So your name is Cade, K-A-D-E. Your sister's name is Tylee, T-Y-L-E-E. And then your brother's name is Sayer, S-A-Y-E-R. Um, so yeah, I mean, and we put a lot of thought into that. Well, as I heard from mom, I came very close to being a Kyler and she yep. said that yep. in the hospital, you went down and filled out the birth certificate without her and put down Cade <laughs> and just said, he's Cade. And she said, yeah. <laughs> luckily, she liked Cade too, so it wasn't a big deal. But Well, yeah, and your mom likes to add a little drama to that. We had discussed <laughs> very much. So I, I don't know if you've heard where your name actually came from, but so For when I was years, in college, right? yeah, yeah. So when I was in college, you know, I, I was a power lifter and I was, I was big. I was, uh, 265 pounds, I guess at my biggest. So, um, and I had a buddy named Dave and he was a big guy also. He was like 275 pounds, big guy. And Dave used to say that his goal in life was to get so big that when he walked down the sidewalk, uh, mothers would grab their children and run. Oh, <laughs> and I thought, well, that's kind of, yeah. That's kind of a funny right aspiration, there, but yeah, I know. But anyway, he and I were talking one time and he said, when I have a son, his name's going to be Cade. 
Cade the Barbarian, because he said, that's a strong name. And I said, Cade, and I'd never heard it, ever. And I agreed with him. It was just this, I liked it because it was short. It was this strong name, and I just, I really liked it, you know. Um, so for me, the boy name was always Cade. We, we went back and forth on some girls' names. But, um, but no, I, I really, you know, I liked it then, and I still really like it now. I like it too. <laughs> well, I'm glad. Well, you know, think about it, though. It's a big, you know, you, that's, you know that's their label, yeah. Right. That, that's deal. what, like, well, it is a big deal. I mean, that's what they're going to identify as for, yeah. you know, I mean, probably, um, I know some people now identify with different names and change their names, but you know, for the majority of the people, the name, yeah. your birth name is your name name. Yeah. Um, that's, yeah. So I, I just, yeah, I mean, I, we took it serious. We really did. We wanted, like I said, we wanted to, to give you a name and, and your your sister and brother that they would like, you know, and that we would like. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we've taken it seriously too. I don't know how many baby names lists I've looked at on the internet and stuff. I finally had to tell Jamie one day, he's like, "All right, I need I need like a day. Give me a, <laughs> give, me a give me a day break, and we can come back to this." So okay, so have you guys kind of talked about roles, right? You you mentioned a little bit about discipline, but yes. you know. Um, in this day and age, um, we get to we get to kind of gender swap. You can do you can raise your kids however you want to raise them, right? Right. Um, have you guys talked about that? You know what what is your role going to be as the father, and and what is her role going to be as the mom? And I mean, have you talked about that? We have, yeah, and we want it obviously to to be as equal as possible. You know, there other than obviously feeding early on will be a, a her thing, but. Um, other than that, we want uh, as equal as possible. So there should be anything that um, she does that I can't do and so on and so forth, you know, because especially in this day and age, you know, there's no reason that a guy can't change diapers and stuff like that. Yeah. And so, <laughs> yeah. you know, just yep. just trying to be equal with everything. Um, and I know that sometimes that's not always how things are. And I mean, even today, there's still households that don't run like that um but yeah just to try and be as equal with the baby as possible you know yeah yeah well and i i think that's good too i mean i yeah. I, I i like the fact you guys are talking about this beforehand you know right because i so i would actually, venture to i would venture to guess a lot of people don't i guess is what i'm saying no and that actually kind of brings up a question that I, was, I had for you so and it goes along with discipline a little bit and jamie and i have talked about this you know the scenario of uh disciplining a kid gets kid gets in trouble for something but mom and dad disagree on how to handle it you know and we've talked yeah about it. what are yeah. we going to do if we don't disagree on how to handle a given situation and we've talked about it and she goes jamie told me she goes you don't have to agree she goes but I don't want us to argue about it in front of the kid. Boom. Said, there you go. And I there said, I go. can, I agree with that. And I said, I think that we can, we should have a private conversation away from the kid about, you know, our thoughts and feelings and stuff. But, um, I was just curious your thoughts on that. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, I would say, um, I 100% agree with what you guys are saying. Unfortunately, um, looking back in our family, that wasn't always the case. Um, yes. you, you know, your mom, that's, that's part of the reason I asked because, yeah, I know, well, your mom is a very strong willed person. 
Um, yeah, he, you know your mom. Yeah. Um, Nikki's a very strong-willed person. And, you know, um, it, it is... It, it is really important to um, come, you know, what you're saying, to find common ground, especially with something as huge as raising a child together. Um, and there's a, there's a, you know, your mom is literally one of the most loving moms and nanas that I've ever seen. 100%. You know? She is the epitome of mama bear, right? Yes, 100%. But with all that love, there's a lot of passion and passion can... Yes. Passion can go both can go both ways, frankly. So um, when she perceived something was, you know, attack on her kids, whether even if it was me, you know, if I said something that she didn't like or was she she was you know she was not shy about saying I don't agree with that, and I mean, bam. And even though I respect that, I don't agree yeah. that that's the way to handle it all the time, you know. And we and we right. had many conversations, but. You know, tigers don't change their stripes. She is a very passionate mom. And she is very. Yes. So I learned that, you know what, if she is really adamant about something, you the there's going to be an argument or you just drop it. Right? right. And And I think that's what, but now Jamie is a different sort of person. So you guys need to find out what, what works for you. You know, your mom and I are two different people and you and your wife are two different people. So, you know, you find something and hopefully, hopefully patience and understanding and support for one another, that should hopefully rule the day. Right. And it's interesting because you talk about mom being fierce as a mom of seven. I, even as an adult, I, I still see that a lot. Like sometimes talking about, you know, be it sayer sometimes I, I still see her jumping into defensive mode. Oh, I know. <laughs> and it's like, Hey, I'm just, you know, being honest here. I'm not, yeah. But, it it yeah, doesn't shut off. Instantly, the... It's like, it's not, I don't want to say quite like claws out because it's not like that, but Oh, it is too. It, it, especially yeah, it with her sometimes. baby. Yeah. You don't, oh, Hey, yeah. Hey, trust me, buddy. I, I've, I've fought that battle. And, you know, and I used to tell Sarah when, you know, cause again, he's a man, you know, yeah. and I'd get him when he was out of earshot of your mom. I'm like, dude, why do you let your mom fight your battles for you? You know, it's like, and he just, and he, he liked it. He knew, he knew that she'd go and to bat for him and, yeah, and exactly. yeah, you know, and sometimes there was kind of a humorous twist to it, but sometimes it was very, it was what? frankly very frustrating because I, you know, when you're trying to deal with an issue with a child and then you have a, an angry she yeah. bear to deal with. Um, yeah, that's not a lot of fun. You know, yeah, you, you gotta, you gotta be flexible, most, Cade. No, yeah. And what gets me the most is when I'm having a conversation with him or something and she's not even involved and she'll just weasel her way in there <laughs> to defend him. There's no like, weaseling in Cade. It's like an avalanche. There's Let no weaseling stick up for himself. <laughs> He's a man. Well, but you know that, but, but again, you know, you, when you start to look at the scope of being a parent, that it, it, there's just so much there. You, you know, I'll, I'll tell you a little story. Um, I, I've met people in my life that, as married adults, chose not to have children, okay? Yeah. And I remember when I was younger and I would meet people like that, my first reaction, erroneously, but in all, you know, in all truth, was I felt like they were selfish, 
you know, I thought, God, you're, you know, you're really selfish. You don't want to, you don't want to, you know, you know, you don't want to share your lives with somebody else. And I, I kind of put this negative spin on it, but I've since completely changed my feeling about it. Um, I respect people because being a parent is a very demanding um, and at times very difficult thing to do, right? And it doesn't always turn out the greatest either. And that, and that's just a, a reality of life. Um, you know, bluntly, sometimes your kids are little shits or, or grow up to be big shits, you know. And despite your best efforts, they're not great people. And And I can understand how some people go, you know what, I just don't want to, I don't want to roll the dice, you know, and, and whether it's they don't have confidence in themselves to be a good parent, whether it's they had trauma as a child and they were afraid they would repeat it, you know, I mean, I think people have a lot of reasons for making a conscious decision to not have kids, right? And I'm not judging. Um, but the, the older I got and the more I got into raising my own kids, there's a lot of stress too. You know, it's it's not all Kodak moments and soccer practice. And I mean, there's tears and there's fear and there's, you know, heartache and anger and, um, you know, every emotion you can think. And and to me personally, nothing is is more dear to my heart than my kids. So you you've you've allowed these little people to, you know, embed themselves in your life and your heart and your and your being um, and you can't get any more intimate than that. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. And, and that's for life. It's for life. Yeah. And, and so I guess, you know, in summary, I, I get it now where some people go, you know, I just, I don't want to do that. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I kind of agree. I used to be kind of think the same way. If someone was like, yeah, I coupled that didn't want to have kids, you know, I'd be like, why, why wouldn't you like, that's just what, you're supposed to do, you know, like, why wouldn't you right. want to have right. a kid? But yeah, like you're saying, I, I get it. You know, some people just, like you're saying, whether it's they just aren't confident in themselves as parents, which is a, a real thing. I get that. You yeah. Know, whatever the case may be. But yeah, I'm a lot more understanding of it as well. More so than I used to be. So, so let me ask you this, Cade, you, you know, your, your child has not even been born yet, right? Correct. So how far down the road have you kind of imagined? I mean, ha have you imagined you've got a little baseball player? Have you imagined a, a little ballerina? I mean, ha you know, have you thought that far ahead or are you still kind of focused on day one? Um, I'm, I'm primarily focused on day one, but I've, I have thought about down the road. I've thought about watching little boy or girl, whichever it turns out to be, play sports. You know, I've uh -huh. always thought that would be fun. Um and you know sports and you know first day of school and stuff a little bit but right now i'm i'm just focused on day one and two and yeah. three and four <laughs> you know um i think I just, that's good i i think i just, that's I just want the baby to get born that's where I'm, right I'm, right that's right. where i'm focused right now yeah born healthy and exactly. into a loving family no i agree and and again that's a that's a that's a great response right and uh <clears throat> we actually had a OBGYN appointment today and everything checked out 100% good so awesome awesome is cooking as it should be <laughs> did you say cooking cooking i don't know why i said that <laughs> Well, you know, you know what I love? I love um, somewhere your mom found this thing that equates a, ch a baby's development in vitro to 
food to vegetables, right? Like, right. okay, the baby's the size of a pea. Okay, the baby's the size of a strawberry. Or, okay, the baby's the size of a kumquat. I don't know, but but it was as funny. I thought, you know, of all the... All the, all the comparisons, they went, you know, to fruits and vegetables, you know, these edible. <laughs> I just thought oh. it was kind of funny, you know. Okay, okay. He, he's as big as a tangerine. A tangerine you know, like, yeah. oh, my gosh. Wow. Kind of, so that me big? and Jamie both have apps for tracking that stuff, and that's kind of how hers is. And I have one that I found that was more tailored for dads and guys. And like one of oh, yeah. Your baby's the size of a dry martini. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And another one was... Uh, your baby's uh, the size of a tall boy. A dry martini. There was another one that was, your baby's the size of a Big Mac. <laughs> just all this funny just, stuff. You, you hope here. they're not shaped like a Big Mac or a tall no. boy, I guess, right? Yeah, and then you're trying to sit your picture in a dry martini, and you're like, Yeah, that, that is funny. That is funny. Well, and I, and I think, um, you know, that I, I guess I mentioned – you know, my parenting was, had a lot to do with, you know, the household that I grew up in. Right. right. And that was a different generation, right? Um, yeah. Dads yeah. back then were a lot more hands off. It was, right. it was more like, you know, I am the, you know, I am the food gatherer and the worker and the mom stays home and she, rear, she right. rears the kids, you know, she raises the kids. Um, and and I I get it now. Not all dads were like that, even though it was prevalent for the time. But but now and and even when you know we started having kids, there was a major shift, you know, in the role of the father. Right. It's not that you can't be the provider, also, but that interaction with your kids is just so important. And and you know, one thing um, you know that your mom and I have kind of reminisced about raising kids. And right. one of the things that she you know, it's going to sound like I'm patting myself on the back, but one of the things she loved about me as a dad is I really enjoyed when you guys were babies. And when you talk to a lot of dads, they're like, oh, I just want to get them through this baby stage so we can start playing catch. And, and, but I really, really enjoyed that baby stage. I did, you know, um, you know, feeding, like I would, I would get you guys up in the middle of the night. Um, I had this thing where if you guys so much sneezed, I was up. I was like, bam, you know, just jump up. And like, I, I don't know what I got to do, but I got to do something. And I would get you guys. And when your mom was still breastfeeding, I would, I would get you and bring you into the bed. And then when you were done, I'd either put you back in your crib or you'd just snuggle here. And, and if you, if you stayed in our bed, which you're not supposed to do, but it happened, no. you know, I would always push myself over on the, I was always afraid of rolling over on a, on, on one of you kids or something, you know? So I would push myself over on the far side of the bed and I wouldn't allow myself to roll. So, um, yeah. but, but I just really, because I, and I, 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 the thing was, Kate, I realized that in the big picture, it's a very, very short period of time. Right. It is. Yeah. In the grand scheme of things, it's not very long. No. And, uh, I, I have one more question for you. Um, so Jamie, a while, quite a while back, actually, signed us up for parenting a parenting class in December. Um, first time parents class of some kind. So my question to you is: Did you and mom ever take parenting classes? <laughs> no. no, 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 no Lamas or anything. Uh, well, I guess that's different than parenting classes. Yeah, it is. But no, we didn't. No, but you your mom was a that? nurse, so, and she she worked. 
and she had done rotations in OB and stuff. So no, I, I don't, you know, I, I'm, I'm just thinking about this before I answer, but I don't remember ever going to a Lamaze class. Not we, we definitely did Lamaze. And when you were born, that was, um, you know, your, your mom's labor for you was 14 hours. I mean, it was, I, I honestly, Cade, after that, I didn't know if we were going to have any more kids because that was very, very dramatic. Yeah, I've heard right? all about that. Yeah. <laughs> Many times. You about killed your mom. So, I mean, it was, yeah. And I honestly, I, I, after seeing her go through that, I wouldn't have blamed her. You know, 14 hours of labor, it was, you know, yeah. you were breaching. It was just, it was actually, you know, just a really hard thing for her to go through. So, but but no, she, again, that mother instinct, and she wanted to be a mom so bad, I, I don't think there's anything that would have kept her from have another kid so right um, but not even not even before me your first not a, a first time parenting class that's what she signed us up for is for first time parents. no i don't you, you know did you guys ever think about taking anything like that or you're just like nah we got this i you know i think we are just kind of just kind of flying blind i guess you know um and maybe, yeah, I, I just, I don't remember that. I, I don't think we did, Cade. And maybe, I really and don't. I'd, obviously, I don't know, but maybe those kind of things weren't as prevalent back then either. No, I think they were there. I, I think they were. I think, yeah, I mean, it wasn't that long ago. And I, I think, no, I think they were probably there. I just, but, but you know, it was kind of a different situation. We were both still in school. Your mom was still in nursing. I had just, when you were born, I was just getting done. I was doing an internship at the hospital. Um, so, you know, we were still in college. You know, so yeah. it, it was crazy. And I was working two jobs and I mean, it, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't the best timing. Okay. <laughs> and that should be a lesson. That should be a lesson in life for a lot of people. It's like, okay, think, think things out a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Maybe your junior year in college is not the best time to get pregnant. Now we were married, no, right? So yeah. we'd been married a year when, when we had you or a little over a year. So we, we got married young. But we kind of just decided, hey, we're, you know, we love each other. We're committed. We might as well just get it done. Yeah. So your mom and I dated, I think, nine months until the wedding day. Yeah, and you talk about parenting. I heard a lot about that growing up, too. You know, Kate, at your age, I was married. <laughs> yeah. yeah, your mom, actually, uh, she couldn't even drink at our wedding. She was just, yeah, she was 20. That too. I couldn't yeah, but even drink my own wedding. I told you, though, Kate, she stalked me. You know, I had no choice, Okay. She was like peeping my window, and I'm like, okay, okay, I'll marry but, you. So yeah, but I was always like, you know, Katie, at your age, I was I had a baby on the way. It's like, well, I don't, I don't know why. <laughs> that was you, your stupidity. Yeah, just because you and dad decided to have me at that point, I don't know why that's my problem. <laughs> I know, but that's just one of those things she wants to throw out, so you know yeah. how tough we had it, and it was tough. I mean, that, that's a whole nother podcast. But we lived in a basement apartment that was so bad I'd lift you up to get sunlight. Okay, well, you know what? <laughs> Actually, that's true. We we were in a, a sub, so the ground came up halfway, you know, and so we had a little window. Uh, or it was actually a big window, but it was only half, right? It was ground level to the outside, and in you know our our basement or our apartment sat yeah. about four feet in the ground. So when you'd stand there, you're just kind of looking out chest level at the at the flat ground, and so we would just set you up. They had a big windowsill, and we'd set you up there so you could look outside. And so yeah, we were you know we were starving college students. I mean we we were st I was working two full time jobs, um, and I finished my internship, and I mean it was. 
you talk about living. We were eating turkey burger. Ugh. Have you heard? Yeah. Okay. And it's no. probably nothing wrong with it, but after you have like literally turkey burger every day for a month or something, it, it gets a little old. I'm like, good God. I, I just never want to see another turkey burger in my life. Um, so I, I got one question because okay. this came up this came up a while ago. Um, do you remember when uh, Ashton Kutcher and um, Mila Kunis got criticized because they said they don't bathe their child every day? Do you remember oh, that? Yeah, I, I do remember reading about that. And, yeah. and what did you think about that? I don't know. I mean... In the grand scheme of things, if your kid showers every other day, it's probably not a big deal. I mean, ideally, you probably want him to shower every day, but... Well, yeah. I mean... Do you, do you really think so? You think that kid needs a shower every day? No, I don't. But I know that's just... Society has set this standard that you need to shower every day, either morning or evening, every yeah. day. And in well, reality, it's you really don't need to. You Really, every other day is fine. You know, unless obviously you work in construction or something where you're getting dirty or ranching where you're getting dirty. Every yeah. Day. Yeah. But, but I'll, I'll be, <laughs> I guess in full disclosure, I don't shower every day. I you really don't, you don't need to really. No, my, honestly, my skin, I would be so dry. I mean, a couple, a couple times a week. And like, if I'm working with insulate, if, I mean, if there's a reason to shower, absolutely. Right. But I'm not, you know, I guess maybe I should ask your mom, but I'm not one for body odor. So, I mean, if there's a reason to shower, but, you know, when you were little, we bathed frequently, but not every day, you know? Right. Um, and they, and I, I, they got a lot of heat because of that. I'm like, you know what? I mean, is that where we're at in society that, you know, we, we feel the urge to tell people, you know, how they need to be raising their own children when obviously it's not an abusive situation? No. Right? No, not at all. But... Yeah, that is that's an issue with society today. Is everyone's a critic and everyone? Well, and I think I guess here everyone else. Yeah, and and I guess here's my point: is with you and Jamie being, you know, two young parents, you know, don't be too hard on yourselves. You know what I mean? Um, Don't let you know Facebook or TikTok or what I mean. I any of these social media outlets really tell you how to parent, you know, because as we've talked about, I think so much of it is intuitive. And also I think, you know, that you guys have already given it thought into what kind of parents you want to be and things like that. But I I just feel like when you start doing things because of what you think people want you to do, I don't, I don't agree with that. No. And I don't either. I think, yeah, no, I I, I agree a hundred percent. I think you do things the way that you want to be, want them to be done, not what well, you think is best. Think they should be done. Yeah. No. Well, um, wow, buddy, we we are we have just blown through an hour. Wow, that's crazy. It is crazy. We really did. I really enjoyed the conversation, though, buddy. I, I did really too. did. I'm so I'm just I'm so excited. I'm so proud of you. Um, yeah, and I'm excited to to see. You know, what I've always said about being a a dad is all these different chapters. You know, I, I just love them all. In other words, you you get done with the, you know, the baby stage, and then it's the you know the pee wee soccer stage and all that stuff, and then the school, the preschool, and then you know just on and on and on. 
But it, it, you know, one chapter shuts, another one opens, and I am right. so excited to to see you go into this next chapter of your life. You know, because now it, it, I can identify with so much of this. Right, you're you're about to do things that I did, and I can remember it so clearly. You know, and I'm so excited for you to experience that. So, um, yeah, your mom and I are very excited about this. Well, we are too, and. You know, in a, in a way, you're you know you're getting to go through those stages again. You know, a absolutely to be around a baby again. It's different, obviously, <laughs> but you're getting to revisit those chapters a little bit. Yeah. Well, I was you know in all in full disclosure, I was excited about empty nesting. I really was. I, I loved raising my kids. You know that. But I was also you know when you're raising your kids, you're you know out of the um, stability factor, you know, of wanting to create a stable household, you know, I, I kind of quit doing, you know, we talked about my inventing and I quit traveling so much after your, your mom was sick and stuff. And, and that was a family decision, right? Um, we, we wanted to focus on the family and, and make that number one priority. And, and that was cool. And I don't regret doing it all. It was the way to do it. But, but now that the kids are grown, you know, you, you kind of get this second go. You know, now, now what do you want to do? You don't have to worry about being home at night for the kids because they're gone and stuff. So, so that's exciting. Um, but, but again, as a grandparent going through the, the same, you know, from a, you know, having a, a little grandbaby and, and helping raise them and stuff, that's exciting too, you know? Right. So, yeah. And you, you guys are, I guess, technically empty nesters now, but Tylee has made sure that that <laughs> void is not completely well, the, 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 yeah, no, I would say she has guaranteed that void is filled oh. up because we have, yeah. as we speak, there's probably three little kids in the house and no, but, but it's awesome. It, you know, being a grandparent she is awesome. She doesn't even hardly give you guys a heads up anymore. She just shows up. <laughs> Those kids, they just blast through the door. Nana, Papa. She just opens the car door in the car. They're Nana. Oh yeah. They're, they're just, they hit the ground running. That's funny. Okay. So, so to, um, Call a closer on it. Uh, oh, what's that? <laughs> I think that's the monkey moment. Oh, it is the monkey moment, Cade. And All thanks right. to John Meese for that awesome intro. Yes, uh, spot so, on. So, yeah, spot on, spot on. Um, okay, so tonight's monkey moment question, completely unrelated to children. If you could have any pet, what would you have? Oh, good question. Hmm. Any pet. And I'm going to say, let's let's just draw some parameters. It's okay. trained. It is actually your pet. Okay. So it's not going to kill you. So just for our parameters, we're going to say it'll never turn on you. Yes, it is a pet. Okay. It'll never turn on you. Okay. Yeah. Unless um, you abuse it. Then it, will, then it can turn on you. I don't know. I I've always personally thought like a uh, like a, a a bear or a big cat would be really cool, like a tiger or a grizzly bear, something like that would be awesome. Just to go out and be like, yeah, this is my tiger. <laughs> go out there, play around with it. It'd be an awesome pet. Roll roll around with it. Yeah. 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 They're they're yeah they are big. And of course, we have bears here, so we got to see them. Um, that, that or an otter. Boys oh. an otter would be a cool pet too. You, you went from one extreme to the other. Bar yeah, I know. I yeah. was just thinking about it, an otter would be really cool. Well, okay. So, kind of what prompted this question is um, I'm on a, a, a an investing 
um, website called Stock Twits, right? Right. And it is just a website that, just like I said, it's investing stuff. And so for each like stock, there's a page on it and you meet other people that have invested in that. So it, there's a social component to it. Well, there's a guy in there, his name is the Real Green Baron. That's his, that's his you know, pseudonym. And he's from Maine and he has a thing for chipmunks. Chipmunks. He, he loves them and he actually has some as pets and he lives in this place and they, they just have kind of adopted him too. So they actually interact with him just kind of as they want. And I've always liked chipmunks. I thought, yeah, they're kind of cute. You know, we just see against him. No, <laughs> no. And you see him when you're out camping and stuff, you know, yeah. oh, there's a little chipmunk. But I mean, this guy is like an expert on him. And okay, this is where it gets crazy. He paid a guy. Now, this is the number he gave me. $19,500 to build a Disneyland replica for his chipmunks. <laughs> what? Like a miniature Disneyland? Yes. For his chipmunks? Just for the chipmunks. And these are wild chipmunks, right? Functioning rides and stuff? I I don't know. For $19,500, yeah, you cow. better have Space Mountain on there. <laughs> but, but he just... It, it is so funny because the guy... He just loves them, and and I like That's you know now I'm in love, and I'm like God, I want to adopt a chipmunk, a chipmunk, you know. But we don't yeah. have them here, and we have cats, and so you know we have well, barn cats and ranch cats, so a chipmunk wouldn't do well. But no. um, I'm just like God, I want a chipmunk too. Well, I mean, we had the Dagoos. That's kind of close to a chipmunk in a way. Eh, yeah, kind of. But the way he describes them, I mean, they're smart, and he said they they will never forget a face. And they have excellent recall, and they if they like you, they like you for life. Interesting. Yeah. And so we, we discussed it a little bit, and it was funny because it came up, I don't even know how it came up, some, some reference to a chipmunk. Hmm. And this guy starts going off on chipmunks, you know, this Green Baron, he writes this whole paragraph, and this is an investing form, nobody's talking about animals, and he just goes off on this, and I thought it was interesting, so we started chatting about it, yeah. And he disclosed that, you know, about the Disneyland thing and stuff. So anyway. All right, your turn. What is your, if you have any pet, what would it be? <laughs> a chipmunk. I just. <laughs> oh, it would, that's your pet? Yes. A I just okay. told, yeah, I just did this big intro that I want a damn chipmunk. Okay. A chipmunk. Yeah, that's it. I want one. All right. I want one. And um, I just, yeah, it, it, it's probably never going to happen because where we live, you know, like I said, we've it got barn well. cats. No. Little chipmunks, so cute. Uh, we don't even have squirrels. We have we have ground squirrels, also known as gophers, but that's different. That's different. You know? Yeah, I don't They're want one. More of, of a nuisance. <laughs> yeah, I don't want one of those. You know, it's funny. Me and Jamie went to uh, Yellowstone one time, West Yellowstone, and they have that wolf and grizzly center there. Oh yeah, and they yeah. had this little, just this like large rectangle exhibit, full of gophers. And you can't believe how many people were crowded around that thing just looking at these gophers. And the only thing in my head was, I shoot these things. Like, <laughs> well, you, Now, were they gophers or prairie dogs? No, they were gophers. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, but really... okay, okay, but you got to understand, when you're a tourist in Montana, um, 
they don't see gophers the way we see them. No, I, right? and I they're, understand that. They're that's a nuisance for us. Um, you know, and, and really the only things out here that we really care about and that I don't want are badgers and gophers, and mostly badgers. Badgers. Um, because we've had, I mean, we've had a couple of uh, calves or cows that will break their leg, and, you know, of course you got to shoot the cow. They're just really hard on your land. Um, yeah. And it's just something, you know, I, I don't kill. I've never killed for fun. I, I used to hunt when I was younger and stuff, and um, I never kill anything for fun. And I don't enjoy it, but but you have to to a certain extent because if you just let them go unchecked, they will, oh, you yeah. know, especially in, in my livelihood, you, you can't do that, you know. No. So you, um, uh, you still have the bounties on the badgers. Yeah, you're offering bounties <laughs> for anyone that came out and got a badger. Yeah, but let me tell you, badgers are hard to get. They, I've never they're, seen they're, one. They're they're nocturnal, um, and they're they're just and they move. But but I'm I'm not kidding. I'm not exaggerating. You get a badger moving to a place where there's gophers living, they'll dig 15 holes in a night. You'll come out. And it looks like a minefield went off. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and you're that's like, why okay, they say, that's why they always say if you have gophers and you have badgers. Yep, I know. And so you get rid of the gophers and hopefully. But Bad anyway, family. another another story. Well, listen, I I just I want to tell you. Um, Thank you for coming on and talking about this. I really appreciate you filling in for old Cardo. And I really enjoyed the conversation, Cade. I did too. Thank you for letting me fill in for Cardin. I really enjoyed it. Oh, oh, absolutely. Well, all right, Cade, sir. Episode 44 in the books. 44. And I don't know, next time you'll be on, I'm sure it'll be some pop culture topic. We we, we talked music, but would love to talk more music. So you'll get on again. Music, movies, and we mentioned wanting to do more on TV shows. So there's, yep. There's Absolutely. a few different things we can hit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Pop culture's the thing, Sue. Um, all right, buddy. Well, I love you, and I love appreciate you, you. Yep. And thanks for being on, and we'll talk again. All right. Sounds good. Good night, Cade. Good night, Cade.